Welcome to the Family Mission Podcast. Spellman Family here wanting to welcome you to the conversation today. We're glad you hit the play button. Your time's very precious to us, and we just want to share this time with you today. Yes. Welcome. So, <laughs> all of us here and you, we're ready to begin today's conversation here on this Friday or whatever day you're tuning into this podcast. But we're just again picking up the idea. And the word advantage. If you've heard any of these podcasts in recent weeks, you've heard this conversation, you've heard the emphasis that God wants us to have a mindset, a perspective of advantage. And not just any advantage. The agape advantage. That's right. You know, when God's love is towards us unceasingly, and it's a love that it's like a fire that can't be put out, then when God is for us, then who can be against us? That's Romans eight thirty one. That's clearly the agape advantage. It sure is. And so in love, one of the great expressions of love is love protects. You know, from the very beginning, God set man and woman in the garden, and it, the first charge was guard it and keep it. I mean, there was Hello. they were supposed to protect the garden. You know, not only grow it and nurture it, but protect, you know. And so how we protect our families, our homes, uh, the garden of our homes, that's what love, the garden of our heart, that's what love does. How did I miss that? I just like had a light bulb moment. I was like, <laughs> no, what? that's exactly what it's supposed to be. That's right. Guarding. That's just as much a part of love. I just, I think it's just how, how easily that can be overlooked. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's, that's important. Amen. How we guard our heart, how we help love others, you know, and, and work to guard our families. You know, that first core unit of people that you do mm-hmm. everyday life with. It's it's really awesome to see what, what can happen when that is facilitated. That's right. And so we're going to begin like we had the last few weeks. Um, we're going to look at Psalm 91. There's no greater passage than to look at Psalm 91 when you consider the protection of the Lord and how God, who is love, wants to protect us yeah he's your fortress and your effort <laughs> fortress is a protected establishment yeah a majorly protected establishment come on <laughs> and so we just want to minister this psalm to you we're going to read it as a family here I want you just to open your heart real big and just let the truth of who god is again not just the promise but the promiser let him speak to your heart today as we begin today's conversation Here it is, Psalm 91. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. In Him I will trust. For He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place. The Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague shall come near your tent. 
for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And you will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Praise God. With long life. With long life. You know, we need to have an expectation. You know, that's one of the great things is a big takeaway of the psalm is that God wants us to have a long life. You know, the Bible says there's things that we can do to add to our days, add to our years, and there's things we do that shorten our days and shorten our years. But God wants us to have an expectation of a long life. Well, and in verse 15, I love how it says here, when he calls to me, I will answer him. Mm. I just want to say today, if you call upon him, he will answer you. Amen. There's a promise. He will answer you. That's right. He will answer you. He will be with you in trouble. Yeah. He will rescue you and honor you. Mm. You know, it's just so good to know that he is always within reach. You know, he's within reach as far as a prayer we pray, uh, a crying out, you know, to the Lord. You know, he's within reach. Our help is within reach. And, you know, we should be somewhat aware of this, you know, now in an age and a day where pretty much everyone carries a phone, you know. Um, I'm old enough to <laughs> have lived life without a cell phone. And so, you know, sometimes, so bye, so bye. you know, if you if you break down or something happened, I did too, for a long time, actually, I guess you did. That's I did. right. I remember when I was younger, it was like when I was in middle school is when they started really like hitting yeah. pretty hard. The old flip phones. But, yeah. you know, but there was a time, though, you know, if you didn't have if something happened, like you broke down classic example. You know what's happened? You gotta you gotta hike ahead. You, you gotta know? walk to the you, neighbor. <laughs> you have to walk to a neighbor, find somebody with a landline, and so in other words, to get to your help. Um, sometimes it could, that alone could have been a major perilous thing, just getting to the help. But in today's society, with GPS and Garmin devices and smartphones, I mean, we're pretty much always, always wirelessly connected to. To help, you know what I'm yes. saying? And so here's the good news. God was wireless long before we went wireless. That's right. And uh, he's always been just a cry away. He's always been just a prayer away. And he's as close. You know, people say, God, I just wish you'd talk to me. That's why we've taken time each time to read Psalm 91. Because when we listen to the word of God, we're listening to the word of God. We're, His word. We're he's listening to him. It. Amen. And so when we read through this, you know, we always encourage people that, you know, when you read the Bible, read it out loud. That's right. You know, when you read it out loud, one of the good things is your own inner ear 
is hearing your voice. Yeah, you're hearing the Word of God, but you're hearing it with your voice. And it's good to hear other people read the Word. It's good to hear the Word preached to you. It's good to hear the Word taught to you. But there's something really, really rich that will happen in your spirit and in your soul when you're reading the Word out loud. So, you know, we've read your Psalm inner, 91. Your inner ear is hearing it. That's right. That's right. So we've been reading it to you, and we did that intentionally. It wasn't just we're trying to burn time up. I mean, believe me, you've heard these podcasts. We got something to say. <laughs> Everybody does. Everybody. It's multiplied. <laughs> <laughs> but it was important that we read it to you each time. And today, let's take just a few minutes, guys, and let's talk about the aspect that was highlighted I think down around verse 11, I believe, it says, He will command His angels concerning you, that they will guard you in all your ways and on their hands or in their hands, other versions say. They're going to bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. And so angels are a tremendous uh, reality. You know, it's interesting when the Bible says that when Jesus faced the temptation, you know, it says at the end of those 40 days temptation, it says angels came and ministered to him. And one time I was just reading that passage, and the Holy Spirit just whispered to me, he says, it didn't say that he saw them. Yeah. Hello. It, it didn't. That's not, I mean, you'd have to be adding to Scripture to say that he saw the angels. It just records that angels came and ministered to him. And see, angels can minister to us, and it's not, we don't have to see them to experience the benefit of their work and their activity in our lives. I think it's interesting, too. I heard it taught that um you know you can't see a thought mm-hmm. you know i did a uh, a devotion with some some students at a school and um I, that was one thing the lord had me share with them is you know there's different things that can happen and there's things that are you know angels and things that can often be fantastical mm-hmm. in their interpretation you know they can seem so far out there well first off you're a spirit You have a soul and you live in a body. So you're very spiritual (laughs) in every realm of who you are. God is spirit. He made us. We are his children. So there's a a supernatural spiritual element to every single one of us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not just neurons firing off. We're not spiritual just when we're praying. Exactly. We're everything we do. Mm -hmm. You know, we are spirit. And then the ministering spirits of angels Mm -hmm. that, you know, that come and, those messengers, you know, mm-hmm. the angel, the messenger of God, those different spirits that are working, they are just as real just because we don't see them. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see a thought whenever you think, I'm hungry, I want that, or you, whatever that goes through your mind, you're not physically seeing it. You know, you don't have subtitles. You know, you're not just constantly reading, this is what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. da, 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 you know, off the bottom of your, like, it's it's different, but it doesn't negate the fact that it's just as real and it can manifest in your life. Now, here's something that we'll, and we're talking about not seeing them. Now, here's, let's flip the coin, or as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. Here's the rest of the story. Uh, Hebrews 13 and 2 <laughs> says this, do not forget to entertain strangers, oh. for by so doing, some have entertained angels, angels. unaware. My goodness. You say, what does that mean? I'm like, well, I don't have all the answers, but I do know this. Angels were on assignment. Now, can I tell you a story? You can. Can I tell all of y'all a story? Please do. Okay. When I was little, I was probably in middle school. My brother was in high school, I believe. We were in a car. 
and we were driving from our family business, from the, the business that my parents owned, home. And we got to a certain area on a road, and there was a man walking. Now, my parents knew the, the Lord. They n- walked in the Spirit. Um, and I remember my brother and I being in the back seat of the car. And it was like my parents looked at each other and they spoke. I don't remember the words exactly, but all of a sudden my dad was pulled over on the side of the road. And this man, because we had passed him, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden my dad pulled over on the side of the road. And before I knew it, my brother was moving over to the middle in the back seat, and this man was getting in our car. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> what is going on? And my dad said to this gentleman, where can I take you? And he said, well, just up the road a bit. And we got up to an an, an actual Y of a road 2218 and 36. And there was a gas station there at that Y. And the gentleman said, you know what, you can you can just drop me here. And my dad said, Are you sure? Is there anything else? Well, my parents are having this conversation with this gentleman while he's in the car. And so, um, and again, I don't remember all the details of all of the conversation, but he, this gentleman said something to my parents. And I knew by the way my parents turned and looked at one another that it was something, this man had just confirmed something, and he had confirmed something that they had been in communication about. Well, so we pulled in, and we dropped this man off. And he got out of the car, and when he got out of the car, we we went to to drive off and we turned around i mean my dad in the rearview mirror he just said he's gone hmm. and so my mom turned around of course then i get up and i had to get up and look over the back yeah. of, of of the the back out of the back of the car and my brother turned around and literally the man was gone wow and my parents both began to weep and and in that they then shared with us that what the man had said he had confirmed to them something the lord had been dealing with them about wow and within the next week it was done but it, i i share that story and people say oh kim really you know i I'm telling you, it happened. I experienced it, and no one can tell me it didn't happen because it did happen. <laughs> That's right. And we got scripture that says, "Be careful to entertain strangers, because some have entertained angels unaware." And because of that, well, the best way to be wary of entertaining or weary, be weary of entertaining entertaining strangers. Well, just treat everyone with love, and you won't have any problems. There you go. So, any stranger you see. <laughs> Just treat them with love and just give them love. And you might be giving an angel love and they'll give love back. That's right. And so. <laughs> so angels are a huge part. That's a pretty good thought. <laughs> That's great, Dan. <laughs> I think it's interesting, too. You got, uh, you know, Lot. There was two angels that came to visit him, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, that whole situation. Mm-hmm. There was two angels that came and they 
They thought it was just people. They thought they were men. He, he invited them in for dinner. He yeah. wanted to take care of them and insisted that they come. And, you know, Sarah fix up some of her fam- famous biscuits and gravy. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that was that was my father speaking. <laughs> <laughs> that was my stomach speaking. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But that, that's, it's precedent throughout Scripture in multiple yeah. occasions. That's why I bring it up. It's not just one instance. There's multiple Scriptures. Yeah. So it is important for us to... Like Daniel did say, treat every person mm-hmm. with the agape advantage in your life. Yeah. Through the agape advantage in your life, treat them with mm-hmm. love and with respect. And when we do that, that you don't know. Yeah. And here's a really cool one. I mean, we're, we're talking about these angels and the scriptures are just firing off in my head. You know, I, I think about even Jesus. He said when he was trying to get the children to come and disciples are trying to, you know, be professional staff and bodyguards. and they're trying Don't to, come up to him. Don't he's, come up. he's doing his thing. He's an important man. And he's like, no, let the kids come, you know. Yeah. And so he wanted – and the cooler thing is that kids wanted to be around him. That's right, because they sense the love. They sense the love. They sense the acceptance. And, and they sense the joy. You know what I'm saying? But in that whole discourse, he said, listen – and you have to read, you know, different accounts. Matthew records this particular fact. He says that their angel, referring to the children, he says, their angel always beholds the face of our father. So in other words, this is where the people get the idea of our guardian angel. Well, well, if children have an angel, we don't think we lose our angel just because we grow up. No, we need him now more than we ever did. And so their angel is always beholding the face of our father. And again, we could go on and on for actually a long time talking about the importance of angels. But I think that you see the, the highlight of what love is wanting to protect us. And love has resources. God has resources, and they're called the host of heaven. And that's part of the promise here in Psalm 91 And the promiser, our God Almighty, is that he will give his angels charge and command over your life and mine. So with all that being said, thank you guys so very much for listening to Family Mission. We love you guys. We are so fortunate to have you listen to this podcast. You have the advantage. God is for you. He's not against you. Angels are working on your behalf. He has given them charge over you to keep you in all your ways. So thank you so much. And keep that in mind this week as you go about everything that you do. We'll see you next time on Family Mission. Family Mission.